Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. I was wondering how far in it was until you were going to mention something Final Fantasy. And then everybody just goes back to the origin. So it's a very <laughs> fucked up scene. What? This is how the Borg starts. Christopher right here. Christopher Cubed <laughs> times Christopher Cubed. Yeah. He's looked like a raisin since he was five. It's the same ugly person it's from like ten through Raven. time. Yes. He's been 68 since he was born. We'll just call him Lunk. We'll get a lawyer instead. We'll it's just make it off. It's the Mook Arena of time. We'll start it early because we got a good show lined up here, and hopefully we have somebody joining us later on. But, of course, this is the 189th podcast for Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. This, of course, is the Triforce podcast, the only podcast to find the latest in all geek culture and nerdy news and try to force it onto you. And, of course, I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man, in the Purjanger box. We have Christopher Bristow, the old man. Hello. We have Katarina Thermoscara, Wondercat. Say something. Hello. There you go, with your cat ears. <laughs> and then we also have very special guest from the Black Benedicted Podcast himself, Matthew Kennedy, the bop himself. What up? What up? And big and tasty, as he's known on the on the uh, the inter PlayStation webs. Um, okay. We also on, on have the Twitches. Yeah, we also have and the Twitters and the. <laughs> we also have our producer, the omnipotent president, that it is Big Brother Stephen Bucarell. Hi. So we start off the podcast the same way every week with tonight, a cube named Christopher Kevin Feige talks. A lot. Digital Dr. Jones, VR preservation, and more on the Triforce podcast. And we want to first let you hop on over here to PJANDWH.com, where you're going to find all of the latest and greatest in the funniest moments right up top here, as well as the last week's Lug Nuts podcast, which is entitled That's How Shaq Gets His Tesla. <laughs> and then of course last week's triforce podcast chris's big booty dragonflies and we want you to contact us find us on all social media handles facebook instagram youtube and twitter let us know if you have anything luggy and nutty or if you're trying to force some nerdy news hop on over to the contact us page and let us know what you have and what you need what i need to do is to hop on over to this first story. That was a good segue. Thank you, Connor. So, <clears throat> so we have Crunchyroll announces new dubs for the winter anime season. Anime, uh, anime streaming service Crunchyroll has announced its winter 2021 lineup of international dubs, making an even more shows accessible to anime fans around the world. Crunchyroll announced the new international dubs in Spanish, Portuguese, French, and German are on the way uh, for four more shows. This is on top of the series already dubbed internationally by the streaming service. The shows you can uh, look forward to are The Hidden Dungeon, Only I Can Enter, Dr. Stone Season 2, Burn the Witch, and So I'm a Spider, So What? 
Though this announcement was heavily focused on highlighting the international dubs, they're also adding some series to their list of English dubbed anime as well. Bungo, Stray Dogs, Wan! And uh, ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, Season 2, uh, are coming are confirmed in addition to the previously mentioned series for the English dubs. So you're getting a lot of really good English dubbed stuff on Crunchyroll. <clears throat> Let me ask you this question real quick, though. Go ahead. I mean, are you really watching anime if you're watching it in English? Let's be real. There's something to be said between subbed and dubbed. And this is why I'm really glad you're here. I have an anime fan to talk to for goddamn once. Um, <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, for real, like... I mean, you, you got to start the kids somewhere. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't watch, I can't watch. The only anime series that I can watch, and I will call it, anime series only because it comes from japan is dragon ball and that's only because i started off watching that in english so it's weird to now i've been watching it for so long now it's yeah weird that's one that i stayed back. that's why i stayed away from dragon ball super because i have that kind of same kind of stigma on dragon ball where i need that english dub you know so i got a curveball for you though i don't mind sub subbed anime i watch them all the fucking time I love especially I feel like it's the, the one the English dubbed one punch the delivery of the characters is actually done very well it's few and far it. between I though. tried it it's few and far between like Matt's Matt's a lot of uh, the Matt is speaking the voice of a lot of anime fans because a lot of anime fans they stick to the sub because of the voice acting and even the translation when you're reading it it's more direct to what the actors are saying so you're getting a better translation. Well, to my point, as someone who is bilingual, a lot of times when I watch something in Portuguese and I'm reading um, the subtitles, they don't necessarily match. And you lose something. I do yeah. think that you lose something in the translation. Oh, yeah. But in the dub versions, they tend to stick closer to the du- um, the dialogue than when um, than in the other way. So, But I think it just is one of those, whatever you started with first is the one that you tend to stick with. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay because I don't know no Japanese, so. <laughs> I, but, see, I, I, I but just like applying that, if I know that they do this for Portuguese, my assumption is they're doing it for everything else too. All right, even even in English, if you have the subtitles on, it, even if they don't pay them very much, it, it's not always right. Not we watched this this uh, uh, very Greek. True. In the chat, this we have Greek documentary, and it was really funny how off it was. Oh yeah, no, that was that, the best part. We went to watch it again, and then they sometimes, fixed it. Sometimes they it's not the fact it. that it's off; it's the you know, it's, it's how it's translated. So yeah. they might say like, "I'm going," you know, like we we say, "I'm going to the store." Yeah, and they might say like, "Went to the store." You know what I'm saying? Went or, to the store today. Right. Yeah. Or I went to the store today. So yeah, it's, it's just on how they because um all those um. Like Netflix shows are coming out, those like you know other country Netflix shows are coming out up with with the English dub. Yep. Like uh, mm-hmm. what was the one I last watched? Dark, dark. I think it's called. Yeah, this I started, German. I started. Yeah, yep. I started watching that. Really good, good show. show. I, I heard the, somebody was telling me about dub that. over that is amazing. It they is. did a really good job over I that. Agree. But I watch all my stuff with subtitles okay. on. Yeah. So it's weird sometimes listening to what you're saying and then reading and it. Reading on it. The yeah, thing. it doesn't yeah. match absolutely. Dark my Hero show. Academia and. Um, uh, Black Clover. Those were two that I strictly watched subbed because mm-hmm. the English dub Asta for Black Clover was very annoying. Oh my God. If he was a real <laughs> character in front of me, I'd nonstop punch him in the face. I don't care right. if he's the hero. God, you're annoying. 
But the Japanese sub, that guy's a great guy. That guy is a great guy. I like that guy. That guy, at, welcome in my like, home anytime. Same exact words. bringing this full circle, Matt. So, like, with Final Fantasy Advent oh. Children, you see the delivery of the English dub versus the delivery of, of the original Japanese. It's there's you lose and you lose inflection and you lose context. Okay, eight, eight minutes, eight minutes. I was wondering how far in it was until you were going to mention something Final Fantasy. Eight, eight minutes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank He's you. the man alone. <laughs> but to my point here, we have Mark Gervais in the chat. Says I'm here, my dudes, and Katarina literally picked up on the mention of Portuguese and. Oh, perked up. Yeah. It's a little bit far for me. Dragon Ball Evolution is masterpiece, I'm just saying. But that's why I'm always we... interested to see if it's going to be Portugal Portuguese or Brazilian Portuguese because there is a marked difference. Mm-hmm. And th- that that says, that right Ha-ha. there, that's why Mark gets a a lot of flack right there, because if you're appreciating Dragon Ball Evolution, I'm not gonna tell you how to do it, but there's some way to take care of yourself. Um it's by watching a better movie. Not whoa! I wasn't going down that street. Suicide? No, no, no. Watch something better, like one of these <laughs> animes. It also includes continuations of shows like Laid Back Camp Season Two, Jujitsu Kenshin, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime Season Two. Which, if you have not watched that anime, is fantastic. You it's are in- lime green right now. <clears throat> it's. In one of those things, it's in one of those veins that it's uh, when you when you watch it, you have to understand it's part of that gaming universe. Person dies, gets reincarnated into a game, but as he dies, he is having thoughts through his head, and those thoughts correlate out to special powers. So that's how he ends up a slime, but he ends up being a really OP <coughs> like slime. So. That's the thing that is really interesting about that anime is how this little slime goes over. He ends up ruling this orc village and being a pretty, actually a pretty nice guy and a decent ruler. He gave them all names because they didn't have names. He was like, fuck it, I'll give you a name. He didn't realize that cost magic did, power. Did they want names? Oh, yeah. They were like, hold on, man. You're going to give me a name? That's like me saying, do you want a free double cheeseburger right now? Absolutely, you'll take a free double cheeseburger. Oh, okay, I guess I will. Boom. <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. You are lime green for us. Who? Like your camera. Yeah, like it keeps going in and out. Like sometimes you're green, sometimes it's normal. I'm over here dying. <laughs> we've, we've, we've noticed. It may be something to do with the flap. It wasn't all the way up. Did we look better or worse? It was better cheap. now. It was a, a little piece camera. of poo hit me right in the back of the throat. Almost took me out. Damn. We don't want you to go out that way. Not before seeing Attack on Titan Season 2 English dub on Crunchyroll, because that one's coming as well. So, point is, there's a lot of really great anime out there, but that's not that's not the only content that's really great that's coming. Like this next story. That was a good segue. I'm going to wear that button out. i got to switch the screen. So... The next story is Lord of the Rings Amazon series plot details are revealed. Official synopsis for the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV series has uh, been revealed, giving fans a glimpse of what their next adventure into Middle Earth will be. 
So we have this plot synopsis obtained by TheOneRing.net and confirmed by IGN. And while it doesn't give a ton of new details, it does mention some locations that will be featured in the show, including the Misty Mountains, Linden, and Numer... I don't know what the fuck that word is. Numenor? Yes, thank you. I knew you'd know You're that. welcome. I was like, I got cat. I'll have somebody that knows words. Misty Mountains, it's just... A Numenor. It sounds like we're getting the Cimmerillion in, in some form. And um, that's it's exciting. exciting. And they I'm say, Amazon Studios' forthcoming series brings to, uh, brings to screens for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled Second Age of Middle-Earth history. This epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, and will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin, unlikely heroes were tested, hope hung by the finest of threads, and the greatest villain that ever uh, flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. Beginning in a time of relative peace. We're getting an origin story, guys. Yeah, man. Um, gotta start. Okay. How okay. do you feel about, about this? Mm-hmm. I am. But I like anything Tolkien. They're taking the kind of Star Wars route to it, to where they're taking, they're now focusing on a, a, a time period that you're not familiar with. It's lore, so you can have, if you do it right, you can have a lot of fans really excited. They'll be in on it. Especially. I just don't want any sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- like I like origin stories as long as they're done right. You, I mean, because it's it's super easy to mess up an origin story. Well, we're about to get kind of. I'm not going to say inundated with it, but we're also going to get um, the other one. Um, not Lord of the Rings, the other prequel. I just had it in my head. Star Wars. Star Wars. No, not well. Yeah, Star Wars. But no, there was another medieval one that was coming. Um, fuck. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. There you no, go. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yes, House of Dragon. I am House excited for that. <laughs> Jinx. Because now House of Dragon, I'm really excited for. I can't really say I'm that excited for Game of, or for Lord of the Rings, like I am Game of Thrones. Even though, I mean, Lord of the Rings had more magic, I guess. Lord more of than... the Rings is long. <clears throat> it's, yeah. it's just a long story. If um, you skip the poems, it's much shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that'd have been good to know eight years ago. <laughs> After the first three, I skip them. Once the font changes, whoop. that's how you know. Okay, <laughs> you would have helped a lot more people out if we would have known that earlier. Well, anyone who hasn't read them yet, you can skip the poems. It's, co- it's okay. Just cliff notes. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's how I made it through high school. Um, but. We're going to have to find With some, a D. <laughs> we're going to have to find some way. That stands for getting it done. Um, like the next story. It was a horrible segue, but The Boys, season three. Yeah, snuck up on me. Though. Yeah. Wait, what? Season three is going to start <laughs> filming soon. I thought he said it wasn't coming. I was like, mother. <laughs> no, no, it's coming, Giggity. It's coming soon. The, they're going to start and if it's shooting. The boys, they could be coming right on screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> Look, you never and, know with that show. As soon I'm, as you be like, man, this show was wild. It got wilder. 
<laughs> I heard where they're going with this third season, which I had to check out the comics. So I read the comics, uh, I think up to like uh, volume seven. So I I saw the season three. They said they're going to go towards Herogasm. Herogasm is where they pretend to do like a Infinity War event and they all just go to a big resort and fuck. It's one big orgy. And the hope for this is that we're going to get a scene out of the comic, which is Homelander and Soldier Boy. Not that one. Soldier Boy. He's (laughs) like the pussy Captain America. And he's a disgrace to the whole thing. But he's also has this love scene with Homelander. And he Homelander pretty much tells him, like, they have gay sex. And Homelander says, no, no, this wasn't gay. He's like, oh, okay, good. Thank God. I thought it was gay for a minute there. And he's like, no, nothing about that. And then everybody just goes back to the orgy. So it's a very fucked up scene. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's getting fucking crazy, man. <laughs> but... The best part they don't about always this show, add all that craziness. The in. best part oh, about that show is that they do it the way The Walking Dead did, is they take pieces of it so, and and put pretty much they're crafting their own multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. So they're taking bits and pieces that, that they like out of the comic and they're making their own show around it. That's why I'm excited for season three mm-hmm. because I want to see how they're going to adapt this because Stormfront. Well, see, I like. Different I like the when they do that and not try to take the whole comic and condense it, you know, condense it yeah. into a season. Yeah. That's a good, I mean, that's a good point because especially this one, we have Anthony Starr. He plays Homelander and also uh, Butcher and a bunch of people are speaking up saying that, yeah, about a month they're saying we're going to get back to it. They haven't gotten a specific date. But in the not too distant future, because of COVID and all, uh, because we're shooting in the winter, which is going to be a little difficult, it limits us to interiors initially. So it's very staggered intake of casting to shooting schedule this season. I think because of COVID, we're shooting in uh, a winter, which is going to be a little difficult. It takes limits to the interiors initially. And oh, I just read the same fucking thing. I copied that twice. But essentially. <laughs> That's why I paste you your finger co- as you read, Matt. But you read the copy. <laughs> copy and paste does not always work for me. But essentially, in the interview, he also says that this shooting schedule, they are going to be following the COVID man, uh, you know, regulations and stuff. So that's going to be interesting how all that stuff plays out on screen. So just don't. It's probably going to take longer. I just think. don't short us on the story. Yeah. Yes. Damn it. Yep. I want all the episodes. So during the interview, I found this interesting, that Star also promised that the upcoming season was going to be the most action-packed one yet. This news is particularly exciting for fans of the show who was potentially action, uh, who were hinting at the potential action sequence between Homelander and Jason Eccles, like I mentioned. And uh, we're going to have to see. They haven't started filming yet. Ultimately, I think everybody is excited to see the boys. There's pretty much been at least a year gap between the shows so has it been that long i I binge watched that you know one and two all together it was so good yeah it was very refreshing especially with what they did with in season two with stormfront where they kept the character true to the comics but they gave it depth 
they even though they changed the gender of Stormfront, they changed the gender of a whole bunch of people in fucking this show when they're looking to you know comics to live action. But it still works. Everything in the story just flows. In the comics, Huey is Simon Pegg. You okay. look at him, and it's Simon Pegg in comic version, it's, and he's just called Huey. But the same story goes throughout the whole thing. It's pretty much, you know, a little schmuck, you know, a mook, a stormtrooper. And he's just are there you, for Butcher's amusement. Are you talking about yourself? Never. I really kind of felt like he was bigging himself up, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Exactly. But I really, I'm excited about this one, just like I'm excited about the next story, which is Umbrella Academy Season 3. That's my shit, too. They, Netflix unveils the cast for the Sparrow Academy. Spoiler alert, Season uh, 2 left us with a bit of a jaw dropper. We got a lot of pictures in here for the people who they have cast right there. Um, <clears throat> so... Netflix announced that Justin Cornwell, uh, Brittany Oldfold, Brittany Oldfold, Old Ford, Jesus Christ, uh, Jake Epstein, no relation, Genesis Rodriguez, and Casey David will be appearing as the alternate crew to the uh, next season of Umbrella Academy, together with Justin H. Min, who is set to return as Ben, but not the Ben that you know and love. <clears throat> So they know they will star alongside Christopher, a mysterious cube that serves as a loyal oracle of the sparrows. I mean, he's not a cube, but I also know a Christopher that could we could kind of cram into that kind of definition. Cube? This cube? Yeah, this cube. That's I'm Christopher. There. And he already is in a cube, see? We have two cubes. <laughs> this is Christopher. Chris- this is how the Borg starts. Christopher right here. Christopher cubed times <laughs> Christopher cubed. Yeah. Or would this be divided by? I don't I don't I don't know math that well. But we have two Christopher cubed. I don't I understand your futility. <laughs> uh, you're looking I'm a little boring there. You're gonna need a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so here's your sign. <laughs> the cube. Um We'll start off with Cornwell, uh, which is portrayed by uh, Cornwell will will portray Marcus, a.k.a. Sparrow number one, who is described as being charming, chiseled and uh, colossus, as well as honest, virtuous and demanding. According to Netflix, he will play an important role in the family dynamic as he will ultimately help to keep the family all together. Graceful, but lethal, calculated, but compassionate. He is smart. uh, He's as smart as he is strong. Which is a complete opposite to Luther. Luther's Luther's pretty dumb. Did he? Yeah, he forgot leg day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that annoys me about that guy. Like his genes were split with an ape, man. Yo, so just saying. When it comes to Luther, <laughs> they honestly could take him out the show, and I wouldn't care. <laughs> like you could you could off his character mid like mid season. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> They really, they really haven't done anything. No, he like he hasn't yeah. progressed at all. There's, there was no character development. He's literally he's, the same person that he was in season one, episode yeah. one, that he was at the end of season. I was two. About to say his character is about as colorful as like a cardboard box, you right? Know? Yeah. 
That's why they put him on the moon. They didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> Fuck it. Put him on the moon. He's just there to smash shit. So so Marcus is disciplined, rational, and in control. He oozes confidence and leadership without ever having to raise his voice. That's probably because he has something oozing out of his pores. That sounds like a medical condition. Mm-hmm. You're oozing <laughs> confidence? Ooh, oh, I said shit. a cream. You said a pill. Combine the two, you'll be unstoppable. <laughs> I got a cream and a pill for my oozing confidence. It's okay. It's not <laughs> sticky, really. It's just a little slimy. You can't even smell it. <laughs> you know what? You probably don't even mention it because you're just so confident. Side effects are imminent death. <laughs> you're just so confident about it. Like, oh, you're oozing. Don't touch me. It okay, says I'm, here I'm on not. the back of the bottle, if you have doubts, take a pill. there's a pill for that so min will uh return as ben sparrow number two in season three but it's not the ben we know and love in his alternate role ben is said to be a machiavellian uh machiavellian tactician wrapped up in a pretty boy bod with a rumbling inner squid that sounds rather hentai well Okay, no, no, no. I'm. I, I was. You weren't going there. Ben, Ben, Ben was the one that was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ben was my dude, man. No, he I did. That... I like. I like Ben. I, I was kind of actually glad when they brought his character into the show. Yeah, I mean, even in the dead, he kind of kept Klaus in line, and even I, yeah, they Yo, got I, that, I'm not gonna lie, Klaus is probably my favorite character. He is my, which favorite. is crazy. Because he started on, a cult. Uh... He's the most insane. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the vampire show? Um. Vampire Diaries? No, the one that came off of Vampire Diaries. Uh, not Klaus. Legends. It's not le- something like that. Le- no, gosh, I forgot. Man. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. It's- yeah, but, but Klaus was my favorite character in that show, too. <laughs> Apparently, I like characters named fucking Klaus. Legacy? <laughs> that's Was it Legacy? That's a weird kink, but we don't kink shame here. No, it wasn't It wasn't Legacy. It was uh, the Originals. The Original. Thank you. There okay. you go. Right. It was something. Yeah. You got yeah, it out. my favorite character in that show, too. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like they just make Klaus as badass characters. Or, so if, or they make them, like, or they're super relatable. Yeah. So if you got a character named Klaus, Matt's probably going to be in. <laughs> <laughs> my only thing is... It's great, but it doesn't Now that we're in, we're in this alternate future with the Sparrow Academy, he's not the same Ben that... We've known for the but first few seasons that ben has such a still going to be in the future. Beautiful heart, and this guy looks like kind of a dick right now. Trailer. So, <laughs> so <he> I, <laughs> I hope he doesn't stay that way. Like yeah, Ghost Ben, Ghost Ben usually hops along with them, though. So now we have yeah. two Bens, right? Right. So well, well the other Ben sacrificed well, himself well, and other, went yeah, to like say, the light or whatever. Oh, that's right, he did. So now they're coming back to the God. Now they're coming back to Hitler Ben. But I was mad right. when they did. But and I'm trying to tell you, and I know exactly what happened. I bet you people fucking complain when they offed him. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, he was dead from the start, though. Right. But he was still in the show. I when, haven't you know, when read he went the, to the comic. Rain, he actually, though. like he dissipated. He disappeared, yeah. Like, he he was he hadn't moved on yet, and then he yeah. sacrificed himself for Klaus. Right. And it was it's so it was such a great great moment, and so when. I was excited as they were when they got to this alternate future and there's Ben and then he opens your mouth and you're like, Oh yeah, <laughs> please, please don't, please don't ruin him. <laughs> please. It's like every time they jump though, they have to just re 
invent themselves and they have to right. find their way and they know they're there for some kind of apocalyptic reason. It's like you were only called into work when everything was about to break and die. See, I think this That's show cool. I think shows like show. this is going I think this show can last for a long time. Yeah. As long because if you I mean any shows honestly to me with multi like with multiverses and stuff infinite you i mean you could do spin-off shows you can have backstories see the thing with this one is so much you can do with this show i hope i pray they don't fuck it up the thing the thing (laughs) that they do with different with this one as compared with the boys is that the people who are making this show are getting the comics that aren't released yet and say hey you know we're doing this just to let you know they're in tap with the creators of the comic Mm. which is really impressive because that's something that really shows in the show because you you have that extra kind of time I feel to add those awesome music beds that they do the soundtrack for the show is amazing because I found um the uh the interpreter's version of Billie Eilish bad guy which they used in season 2 which mm-hmm. I love because I am a huge ska fan and it's a ska version of that song. And that scene with Five and that bad guy song was one of the most badass moments of last season. I fucks with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's approved. Yeah, I like it. Old like Ford it. will play Faye, Sparrow number three. The character sees the world in a special way. And comes across as a misanthrope who would rather be alone than spend any second with you. My kind of person. You stay over there. I stay over here. Facts. Do our own thing, man. That's a that's the funny part. You know, they got uh, uh, just quick side note, real quick. You know, everybody's complaining about being stuck in the house during quarantine. I'm like, yo, gamers and introverts, we've been training shit for (laughs) a whole life. Finally, I'm a fucking ball. I have <laughs> so much time to do what I wanted. Oh. Gives me so much time to do nothing, which is what I want. Dude, I had like a fucking back catalog of 500 I games. I haven't it. even I looked was molded by it. <laughs> right, you nearly adapted. Kids who grew up in the 80s, we were all latchkey kids. We're used to this. I was born by it, molded by it. I was born inside. I never came outside. I was always inside. I get my vitamin D from a lab. That's why we're so pale. (laughs) But, well, some of us miss insensitive. Um, However, beneath the tough exterior, Faye wishes she had a friend. Rather than socializing with pals, she spends most of her time being the smartest person in the room. God, aren't we all just, can't we relate to that? Um... Epstein Alonso is Sparrow number four, a person whose face and body are scarred with countless visual reminders of his battles. Dude, wear a mask. Just if you're constantly getting cut in the He's face, proud of it. Bro. Wear a mask or learn how to block. <laughs> I mean, maybe not use your face as a shield. That'd be cool. But or you have know. a cephalopod on your face. <laughs> Armed with a caustic and biting sense of humor, because, you know, you got to have a sense of humor. 
According to the streamer, the only thing he like uh, he likes better than verbally battering anyone foolish enough to get in his face is a good pizza and a six pack of beer. So you know what, this guy's not so bad. Fuck him. He may not be good at a good Sparrow Academy I guy. That was the most appropriate thing to say at that point. I mean, this guy's great. Man, fuck him. <laughs> this is a guy you can drink a beer with, man. Have a slice of pizza. Like, how was your day? I stopped the end of the world. That's fucking cool, man. And he got hey, some more knife boys. cuts on his face. Ow. Is that where that new knife cut? Dude, didn't you use the shield I gave you? Nah, oh I just God. let him cut me in the face. That is too funny. <laughs> Rod- Rodriguez will star as Salone Sparrow, number five, a romantic and a dreamer who feels higher cosmic calling, leaving an eager to see the world and experience a life beyond her upbringing, yet her obligations to family keep her tethered to the academy, as does the, her fear of crossing the family line, because you never want to cross the streams. Never cross streams. Facts. That's the solution. <laughs> and one day she might just be brave enough to act on her feelings. Uh-oh. Okay. When has that ever gone wrong in the show? Acting on your feelings. It's not like it was the cause of the end of the world in the They're first They're telling you what that storyline is going to be. Right here. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Sparrow number six is described as being a loner. Hidden. There's a whole fucking group of loners. Hidden, th- hidden under a hoodie, though. This one gets a hoodie. So you got Sparrow number six over there in the corner. It's also me. It's my <laughs> sneak surprise drop news bit. They have me in the corner, uh, hidden in a hoodie. Uh, she still doesn't have a friend uh, who she enjoys spending time with when she isn't busy giving out her fear-inducing snarls. That is no... You're never going to have a friend if you're constantly snarling at people. It just, it just kind of seems like common sense, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we're not going near that guy. It, it all, it all. I think they're just running out of ideas for shows. Yeah, so you gotta have some recycling ideas. shit all the time at this point. All the good ideas have been copyright. All facts. Yeah, and then finally we circle back on over to Sparrow number seven. Christopher is a telekinetic cube of unknown origin. Per Netflix, he can turn the room freezing cold and induce paralyzing fear. He acts as Sparrow's consulted oracle who hands out incredible advice and serves as the family mentor, trustworthy, loyal, and is treated by the Sparrows like any other sibling. Christopher is a force to be reckoned with. Production kicks off. It literally, it literally sounds like Scarecrow 2.0. I like the monkey better. Yeah, but if Scarecrow was in a box that kind of yeah, looked like, like a Borg uh, cube or like a, a Greek, like uh, Asgardian artifact. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I, like, I'm gonna have to see it. This, this is why I don't read <clears throat> plot synopsis and stuff. Like, I, I don't like when I'd be like, oh, a new show, and I'd be like, okay, and then I don't go read anything about it till it comes out. Because I think sometimes reading it, it dumbs it down. And you're like, this sounds stupid. But it's actually a good plot. They just couldn't write it outright. You know what I'm saying? I like the character of the box. Because having one, having a telekinetic cube that can instantly freeze and induce fear on people, this obviously is leading into the plot to where they meddled with the time stream back to the future style. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing the repercussions of this is to where they were really fucking creepy fanboy on their dad. And he made some changes, and most of them weren't in it. 
He made some changes. <laughs> the only person he didn't he kept was the guy that was dead. Mm-hmm. And made him love him. So we'll have to see how that turns out. But one thing you All may right, love. Necrophilia Time Lord. <laughs> one thing you may love is this next story, which is our first look. It's a single image, but it's our first look at Sylvester Stallone's new superhero movie down below. He's still putting out movies. Oh, yeah, man. He's he's going to be on the Suicide Squad with James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. Um, <laughs> producer of MMR has nothing to do with the Suicide Squad. Um, Free sponsorship. <laughs> so, Mario, T- uh, Mario theme aside, so we have Sylvester Stallone. He is going to be in this new movie titled Samaritan. It will have Julius Avery directing, who recently signed on to helm the Universal's Van Helsing reboot with James Wan producing. So with those two names, you have James Wan and, and you know, in the Van Helsing reboot. One, the first one was fine with, you know, our main man, Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. But I could go for another Van Helsing movie. I thoroughly did enjoy the one with Hugh Jackman. I did, like, too. <clears throat> it was good. But it was really well done. Um, have, have you checked out the I, series on Netflix, Van Helsing? It has nothing to do with Van, uh, with uh, Hugh Jackman, but it does have Vanessa Van Helsing in this apocalyptic vampire world. And I uh, did enjoy it's, it. It's good. It was, I, okay, I'm going to look at it. The, la- the latter I also like Winona Earp. Oh, I haven't checked. Keep that in one mind out. that these are sci-fi shows. Yes. So as long as you have adjusted your expectation to it being a sci-fi s- series, wait, you say that's not factual? That's no, ridiculous. No, I mean like sci-fi budget, sci-fi. You're telling me Star oh, oh, Wars didn't happen? Channel. Yes. Got yes. You. Whoa, 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 whoa! Captain America's not real. Yes, not, he is. Not in he this reality. Tweets under the name of Chris I'm Captain America. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that makes so much okay. more sense now. There we go. Makes so, sense. Okay. Well, that would make him a projanger because it's everything and everything. Yeah. Mm. Okay. He's Tom Cruise as Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> you leaned into it. You never thought that come out of my mouth, did you? I didn't. I was. I'm, I'm taken back. But <laughs> there's takes... an isolation drop that we have to grab. Yes. <laughs> oh. No, it isn't. Oh, I have already. I have already not given permission for that. <laughs> that is also evidence. A way to go back to the story: the gritty superhero thriller <laughs> follows a young boy who recently stumbles upon Stallone's legendary crime fighter, who'd vanished decades previously and was thought. Long dead. Well, that's about all we know regarding the plot, but more <laughs> and more information Wait. are going to be trickling out because it's coming closer. It's going to be releasing in June. And that's all, they, that's all they know. He's just holding up that van slash piece of particle board, saving the boy. There's obviously a lot of traffic who are really pissed off because they got places to be. This guy obviously doesn't give a fuck. He may be getting shot at. We don't know. But it's Sylvester Stallone, so where oh, we could oh, actually get like, dude. we could get like a Creed kind of performance out of him, or we could get Expendables, or we could get Rocky Six. Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Joe I would love Tango and Cash. I love <laughs> the Expendables, though. 
That's why I mentioned Rocky <laughs> I Six. I love that the movie. Wrestling years. But the, the reason you like it is not because of the plot. I love it. Yeah, it, the reason you like it is not because of the plot. It's because it's a movie about a bunch of guys getting together and blowing shit up. Yeah, yeah. It's I the did, same reason I, why I'm, people I'm love Transformers. Lie, I couldn't even tell you what any there of was the plot. Right. Exactly. exactly. I couldn't but, even tell you what any of those movies were. It about. was a rotation of '80s action heroes with one-liners. No, the plot and was Jason Statham, and I was fine with that. And Jason <laughs> Statham, We'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I needed those cheesy, yeah. every like those cheesy one-liners, like. You know, when they Swiss cheese somebody and they say yeah. something like, I bet you, you could go on pizza now. And they walk the fuck away. <laughs> yeah. Give me that all day. It's, when it Chuck Norris came in and told the whole snake biting story. Right. Give me that all day. I'm all I for it. That. Yeah, they are it. great movies. Harry Cruz was awesome in that, though. Yes, he was. So Samaritan, <laughs> while it got pushed back from November because produ- uh, production was halted for seven months due to coronavirus, which gave Sly time to work on his director's cut of, wait for it, Rocky Four. The wrestling years. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling years. Out of everything that, you could do in the pan- lips? Out of everything you could do in the pandemic... You picked to do a director's cut of Rocky Four? <laughs> Fuck, man, now I want to change my game name to Thunderlips. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, whatever you want to do, Sly. Whatever you want to do. That's what people tell Four. me. So I can't say anything different. Four. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> so Listen, the first I'm, I'm going to money be better spent elsewhere. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this. I'm I am. Go I'm gonna watch it because I love. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone is one of those actors. It's oh, he's in it. All right, I'll watch it. He's yeah, one of I those. I don't care about people. the movie. I just want to watch him fuck shit up. You know, like Matthew McConaughey, Jackie Chan. Uh, well, first off, Matthew McConaughey is a great fucking actor. He's also a robot, but that's why <laughs> he's a good actor. <laughs> he's an he's a cyborg. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. I don't want to be robotist. Um, <laughs> It's Don't we're, be that guy, man. We're 2021. We got to be woke. He's not complete. He didn't go complete. Robot no cyborg yet. shaming there, sir. <laughs> so it, it does give me Unbreakable vibes, which that was another great movie. I haven't seen Glass or uh, uh, the other one with uh, Professor Split. X. Split. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those. It's all the oh, original. Oh, Tom, one. you haven't seen Glass nor Split? No. You've only seen Unbreakable? Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for coming to the prayer. <laughs> well, now it seems like we got to do a spoiler alert. We'll, we'll, we'll do a spoiler alert. What the hell? We'll do a spoiler alert on it. Definitely. Old he man, put it on the list. He's never a seen Kill Bill. Spoiler alert is years Bill. old. I'm, you, oh, it'll he be didn't a see Kill Bill. Point. Now I'm just having a conversation. A well, the other, pod, no, we no, have a, a, the other podcast is called Spoiler Alert and Spoiler Alert Classics, where Steve and I watch a movie and we give it a 10-minute review. And we go over the plot, give it a thumbs up, thumbs down. So that's right up along the lines, just like John Wick. I haven't seen that. I know my execution is already scheduled for Friday. It's fine. We're good. We still got a day. You haven't seen any of the John Wicks? None. None. You can look at him in that tone of voice. I am. Disgusted on you, right? I'm disgusted. I know. I know. I feel like I should have watch party brewing. I feel like I should have. It's like the Harry Potter movies. I've only seen like the first one or two. I'm not even a big Harry Potter fan, and I've seen them all. Same here. <laughs> Look, I saw maybe the first one. Yeah, I'm that guy. I got drugged to the first two. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I, I'm a magic guy. I'm a, you know, that kind of, I never hit me. 
never struck me. Oh, by the way, Hogwarts Legacy is delayed to 2022. Ah, oh, boo. That story that's didn't that's make it story, never come though, out. Because I'm, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I am a At fan this point, of when, this When next they story. talk about delayed in movies, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> well, see, now people have a different opinion about delayed games because cyberpunk. So now I saw one meme that was like, Elder Scrolls, go ahead, take your time. You know, and everybody's <laughs> perfectly fine, which is, oh, you know what? You want to delay it? Go right ahead. I will say Cyberpunk put out that message about, like, owning up to the. That is a later story. Yeah, I so have here, that. So one. here's, okay, so, okay, so I played, you know, um, you know, Bethesda, they were notorious for games coming out that was not all up to par when they first came out. It took 10 yeah. to 12 fucking patches to get it up and. Yes, for, incomplete is the correct word. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't done. <laughs> but here's the thing. When Bethesda and them come out with games like that, you already expect it. You already know, like, I've got to wait for a couple patches to come through. You're buying a game because you're you're not looking for the graphics. You're not you want you just want to you want the gameplay. You want the experience. You want mm-hmm. all that. You want to be able to get a jump on the best loot. You want to be able to get all your gear. Like, so that's why you're jumping into those games. And nobody bats an eye when they're shitty looking. I'll tell you why everybody had... Hey, Frank Percy. I'll tell you why everybody had a problem with Cyberpunk. It's because it was the first game in a long time that everybody followed the, the development of it. Yes. And they had expectations. And it and took you eight years. We waited eight, eight and you, years. You heard that off guard frequency, right? Yeah, guard frequency. And that was that. the best point that I think I've ever heard is those guard frequency guys. And that said, that guy said he still enjoyed the game. Yeah, he's like, having said that, I still play it every single day when I get home from work. I have not finished the game, but here's the other really surprising thing, which Chris may find really surprising. I haven't bought anything else either. I haven't bought anything. I am determined. No, I'm going to finish that game before I buy anything else. I am quite surprised because there's been a couple Steam Really good sales, and they had good Mm -hmm. stuff, but I was like, I can't buy it. I'm going to play that, and I'm I'm not going to finish this. Awesome. A lot of people are going back to that. Um, let's hop on back to this story. We'll get more into gaming later. Maybe even hop back into cyberpunk, but Captain America, Chris Evans is being rumored to be picking up the shield again. Sources are telling pretty much everybody that Chris Evans is in talks to reprise his role as Steve Rogers, Captain America in wait, wait, at wait. least one film. Didn't they kill him. Yeah, no, they didn't. He was dead. Remember? Well, he, he was old. Back. He went, he went through the fort, the, uh, the whole thing, he got married. He went back in yeah. time. He's now a billion years back. old. He was old. quantum yeah. time machine. Yeah, the quantum time machine. Came back. He was old. He passed it over to the Falcon. The next series <laughs> that was supposed to pick after after that was, a, was Falcon and Bucky. How are you bringing him back? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Is is he old? And he still has well, maybe like, it's going to be set to when he goes back, like when they try to do Agent Carter, and now it's Carter and the Captain. Well, here's the thing. Agent Carter was garbage. The reported it's reportedly saying it's one film well, keeping the door open for two. <laughs> Agent Carter was good, sir. I think that's subjective because I I loved Agent Carter. I thought that was a, a great the premise series. of Agent Carter was good. You're, you're lucky I don't have my soundboard set up. <laughs> so I loved Agent Carter. Now here's what they're saying. They're saying it's unlikely this is going to be another solo film. Uh, solo film. More likely it's going to be a, more along the lines of what RDJ did in Civil War and Homecoming, to where he's just mm-hmm. going to have a a key part in the story. Pay him a couple billion dollars and you're good. Um, now I'll take that paycheck. I'm all for them bringing back RDJ too. Like you could bring back Robert all, all day. I may be inflating the numbers there. I'm just assuming, you know, Disney filthy rich, tons of money. 
Um, but Chris Evans has come to Twitter and said, news to me, and shrugging, uh, shrugging emoji. So Could they be talking to his agent first without bringing it to him? Just saying. Well, here's the thing. We had she maybe Hulk. he just hasn't signed the dotted line yet, and he's they, they, playing they've definitely for done now. it a lot. And, and it's called NDA. Right. She Hulk mm-hmm. and Kate Bishop She's actress playing. did the same thing. They both said, "No, I have nothing to do with that." And then we get yeah, screenshots of them on on fit on <laughs> set in character, and it's like, "Oh yeah, no, She Hulk was Kevin Feige saying." No, no, no that was Tatiana Maslany coming out as She Hulk. No, no, that wasn't her. That was the character doing. Oh, the character. <laughs> it's called acting. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? Well, that's my bad. But I still <laughs> yeah, think right that is. Frank Percy says super soldier serum kicked back in. <laughs> <laughs> and he's playing coy by saying that he didn't sign on. I want to say that was a line in the comics that he did go from old back to young cap. I think. I saw that. Yeah, I read that in the newer comic. But they also killed Wolverine and brought him back, all right? Anything's possible in comics. You don't stay dead. You really don't. The cemeteries. They go back in time, find another version of him, go to a different (laughs) Earth, find him. They come back. Like, Well, now we can continue to speculate. And they clone him. We can continue to speculate on this in the next story because we can hear a couple tidbits of information from the man himself, Kevin Feige, because he's been making the rounds for WandaVision on the press junket. And uh, he tells us a little bit of the future of the MCU. In one of, uh, it's a one-on-one interview with uh, Collider's Stephen Wintraub. A lot of people got uh, a lot of good stuff. Stephen just has a, a, a nice interview with him. In one of the interviews, uh, uh, a lot of in- information came out of this. One well, one of the questions, it was how far out do they plan for the MCU? And Feige replied, it's about five, six years out versus what we've announced. So whatever it takes. So what they ha- what they're planning now is stuff we have not even heard of yet. And that's probably mutants. It's probably defenders. They're probably planning that out. But also in this interview, he says, we have to focus on the stuff that we announced right now and do that. So while they do have a lot of toys in the sandbox, it kind of feels like they got the toys too late. And now we're going to have to wait till the latter half of this to get a lot of the favorites that we want to see, i.e. like the X-Men. To where it's really going to be a ramp up to that. And, you know, one of the questions for season two was... uh, uh, season twos for Loki and WandaVision, or is it just going to be Doctor Strange 2? He replied, it will always vary where uh, the Disney Plus series continues on, whether through the MCU. In the case of WandaVision and Monica Rambo, the characters pick up from Doctor Strange 2. That's where you next see him. So, no word on in this interview from Mutants, or he also said he has not picked his Wolverine. So I think he has a good idea. It's just he's cl- keeping it close to the vest. Dude, honestly, I'd be happy with Anthony Starr, Indeed. Homelander, because he is short. He's around that type, and I think he could fucking kick ass as Wolverine, especially after seeing him as Homelander. Oh, I would, but, but give see, him the claws. Homelander so much, I wouldn't be able to watch him as Wolverine. You wouldn't be able to you know, envision him mm-hmm. out of that character. Yeah. 
Jack Black, you know, as from a comedic standpoint, would be good. Yeah. Rob yes. Schneider. Y- exactly. But <laughs> no, those are characters I would see them well, popping he, he up as the in the Deadpool. He already movie. knows. He you already know? knows how to get in touch with his feral side, and he's exactly the right height. Like, exactly. I think we could find somebody. Like Gilbert I Godfrey. Know. I don't know. There we go. Know. <laughs> that, that age bug has hit Rob Schneider pretty hard, though. But Gilbert still give looks him great. the Marvel. Yeah. Gilbert is it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll yeah. be Gilbert fine. Godfrey. He's if they can CGI Mark Hamill's face on somebody, they can make Rob Schneider look younger. Ah, uh, yes, true. And he wouldn't have to worry about losing the gig for making an inappropriate joke because Wolverine's a dick. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that'd be perfect for Gilbert Godfrey. I'd like him as Wolverine. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying Rob Schneider's too old. Yeah, but Gilbert and Godfrey's you, Gilbert Godfrey's you call perfect. on the Crypt Keeper? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he still looks good. He, Gilbert Godfrey has looked like a raisin since he was five. In comparison to what? He's looked like a raisin since he was five. It's the same ugly person it's from like Morgan through Freeman. time. Yes. He's been 68 since he was born. Exactly. Or Patrick Stewart. That's why he doesn't seem to age. He was looking like a 78-year-old man in elementary school. It's this fine This is the now. part of the episode where I put in the disclaimer that the opinions <laughs> do not reflect. <laughs> We're here. Thanks. Speaking Thanks, of which, guys. Frank Percy says nobody really dies in Marvel Comics. No, they're and only mostly dead, which means they're slightly alive. Just mm-hmm. like Logan. And and Frank, he also says he's a human Brillo pad, just like Logan. <laughs> I, you know, I'm 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 fine with that. But around four minute mark in the video, I found this really funny. Is that uh, the video? He starts mentioning Charlie Cox's Daredevil, and he asked if he, there's a possibility that he brings back Daredevil. And he looks at the camera. And uh, he goes, I look at anything that's happened before, and whether it's our movies or whether it's the Marvel Entertainment TV series in particular, obviously the comics, video games, cartoons, all of it's available as inspiration for the future of Marvel. That's the uh, way that comics will work in, for many years, so we'll see. He pressed the question again, and Kevin Feige just shook his head and nodded. And he's not I'm saying not anything. answering it. He's not answering anything about Charlie Cox. He's like, you know, the fans would really love Charlie Cox's Daredevil. And he's like, yep, I bet they would. Mm-hmm. Will and he King be Penn. in the MCU and in, in, in the Disney Plus MCU? You know, yeah. he's now he also said he's not going to say never to anything. So, the you know, the Disney, the Netflix defenders may not be long and gone. Just like Cap, we have, you know, Doctor Strange. That's opening up the multiverse into the MCU. So now you can do different things and bring these characters back. Maybe they're in talks for doing a what if. You don't know. There's a lot of different stuff that Marvel has cooking because now they have to fill up this streaming service with a bunch of the content they spent so much money for. I think the strongest characters in all of those shows were the villains. So if anyone comes back, I'd really love to see Kilgrave come back. Oh, my God. Agreed. David Tennant was amazing as Kilgrave because that anything I say you have to do is probably one of the most perfect powers for a villain. He was fantastic. It's it's absolute power personified. Uh, Wilson Fisk and Vanessa, Kilgrave. Wilson Fisk is one of my favorite villains. If you had to put 
the two villains, you know, against each other, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin versus mm-hmm. uh, David Tennant's Kilgrave, which one are you siding with? Because that's, both that's of a them. Toss up because that's a that, hard one. And no, it's, it's a toss up. But if you look at the powers, if you are strong willed, then I would give it to Wilson Fisk because he just doesn't back down. He believes with conviction. So yes. based that's on dangerous. that, it this is, is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Sorry, wrong movie. Wrong movie. <laughs> and while and while you can still be easily. Um, susceptible to suggestion you can still overpower Kilgrave's power yes and that's what jessica jones proved in season two but just Kilgrave, man if you were his friend i think i think wilson wilson fisk would win i feel like he he his mind over matter is just too much which one would you rather be friends with because i'm siding with Kilgrave on that one because fisk man you fuck up once he could slam your head in a fucking car door and like a grape he's not a stable man Kilgrave's just emotionally stable, yeah, so I, I feel like as a man, man I'm fine. I, I just like, got to drink a beer with him and hang out. We, we would have we just have the most toxic fucking relationship ever. Wait, so. You also have to consider this: <laughs> everything that Fisk has, he's built. He's got money. He's got power. He's got clout. He's got connections. He's got all that. Kilgrave is a loner. He preys upon women and weak-minded people to just barely get what he needs. He's not like women yeah, like in it. And he's going from from and he's leaving nothing but destruction behind him. He's trying to reform. Whereas Fisk can just live openly and do whatever he needs to do. Has, I don't know. I'm gonna has go anybody with, tried to reform Kilgrave? Or have they just tried to murder him? Anybody tried to understand the man? He's had a hard go. <laughs> what happened Anybody to understanding? Sit down and talk to him? Anybody well, actually ask him? Well, like, even in Jessica Jones, he's like, all person. I want is somebody to love me for me. We'll stop like controlling people's minds want, and give them the chance. She, she <laughs> didn't want to have a nice, honest conversation with him. She just wanted to carry around that spite of him mentally raping her and forcing things for uh, her to do things that she didn't want to do. I understand it's a viable it's a viable argument, but I'm just saying. Has so anybody given him a chance? I feel like at any breath. point that you have to say "but" for something like that, <laughs> the conversation is over. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing Kingpin all day, every day, but I do love Kilgrave. I love David awesome Tennant's Kilgrave. What about yes. Mrs. Gal? Mrs. Gal was good. Uh, we're obviously avoiding the elephant in the room of. Uh, the defenders villain of uh, Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah, she did play in there. <laughs> She's that actress where you see her and you're like, "Oh shit, she wasn't Galaxy Quest." Yeah. Um. <laughs> so here's a, I like I like Jessica Jones. I liked Iron Fist. I liked really, um, really? even season I did, two. I did like Iron Fist. Even season two. Did yeah. I watch season two? I don't know. If yes, did. yes, I did. You did. Yeah, I, I, I watched everything all the way through. All, all the ones they said they were ending. I, couldn't I don't know how I felt about the Defenders. Frank Percy says, Fisk is the Frank Lucas of comics. To me, Defenders just felt like Iron Fist 1.5. It was. Um, uh, it, they tr- it was. It was definitely Iron Fist-centric. But that's what they were going towards, you know? We're going to get the Defenders, you know, series. You're going to get Defenders. And then they built this up, and it just kind of, like, fizzled out, you know? I have nothing against the leading characters in any of them, um, but I do think that their supporting cast outshone them in every scene, and and that is 
probably why it didn't do that well. The Defenders were like fireworks you get off the themselves. side of a road. Themselves, right. But the, even the supporting characters within those individual shows were, oh, were better great. than the main. Like I liked the supporting cast of Jessica Jones better than Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, and the same with Luke Perry, and the same with Iron Fist. Um, Charlie Cox is really the only one that I like that and Punisher where the main character was yes. to me the best character in there. Yes, Punisher, yes. First but of all, they I haven't fucked Fist. up with Punisher yet. I don't care. They, there wasn't yeah. one Punisher movie show that came out that was fucked up. You you cuz you can't. Well, here's the thing. When uh, Well, I mean, you, well, well, a little asterisk to that. John Travolta. Don't put that out there. Don't put that out there cuz they might <laughs> John, John Travolta's Kingpin. <laughs> but really? John Barnthal went to a comic shop. He was mm-hmm. like, hey, man, I'm going to grab these comics. He's, the guy behind the lot? counter, the guy behind the counter said, no, you're going to read these comics. Don't fuck it up. And he didn't. <laughs> and he stayed and true to the character. Be. And, you know, he's he is the Punisher. You know, that's what they did true to the character. That's why I hope they bring him and Charlie Cox back over. Yeah, I, lo- I, like I enjoyed the last five seconds of Iron Fist season two, <clears throat> where he finally could transfuse his key into a fucking weapon. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have seen Dolph as Punisher there, Frank Percy. And he was awesome. So I'm standing with Matt's statement there, but... That was right after him playing He-Man in Masters of the Universe. I still think anything we're talking about here with the Defenders, we're at least, I'd say, at least six years off of hearing anything. Mm. Maybe if they try to rush it in, because, I mean, one of the questions is... Never a good idea to rush it in. How big of a of is Secret Invasion series going to be? Yeah. So the other question was how big the Secret Invasion series... Wasn't that Elvis Presley? I'm drunk, then I need help. Yeah. (laughs) How big the Secret Invasion series is going to be? And in the scale and scope, Feige says that, yes, I mean, I'm interested in the political paranoia aspects of the Secret Invasion and really showcasing the stars with Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn, uh, two amazing actors that you want to have in any series, and we're lucky enough to have them for that. That's a sort of primary focus. And, of course, it will tie into other things and the scrolls in uh, ways that you haven't seen before. But, yes, anything could be anything. Wise words, uh, but we wanted to do that as a series. But, of course, it would allow us to do something more different than what we've done before. So they're not just looking to make this another line of movies. This is the secret invasion. This is the event. It's a series that's going to be just this, and you're focused on Nick Fury. What the fuck has he been doing? He's been trying to save us from the scrolls. So, yeah, we were. I I was very young when I watched the Dolph Lundgren one. There, Frank. I I can't be held, you know, accountable for my judgment. So, certain things in your history you don't watch. Again. You remember, like Rocco's Modern Life on Netflix. Don't rewatch. Like, don't watch that. Spe- it it doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. It's really for kids. Yeah, and so the same thing when they came back out with the Invader Zim, it wasn't the same. It's just. Um, but have you went back talking about Rocco's Modern Life? Have you went back as an adult and watched the original shows? No, I haven't. I feel I need to. Them shows are horrible. Like, really not horrible. Okay, like, you know, I don't want to watch it. Like horrible. Like, why did I get to watch this as a child? There were a lot of inappropriate jokes in that and Ren and Snippy. Oh, my God. And the Animaniacs. Animaniacs yes. as well, yeah. yeah. They just get skated <laughs> over because of your innocence. 
Why right. do you have such a dirty mind? Do you see the shit you let me watch? <laughs> I was impressionable, damn it. It's just a cartoon. And then you can never look at, like, um, Pepe Le Pew or any of those again the same way because of Dave oh, Chappelle. Man. Could you imagine them do it, trying to do a Pepe, a Pepe Le Pew now? <laughs> <laughs> damn, Pepe, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. He said Pepe Le Pew was a raper. <laughs> he was very rapey. He was very rapey. <laughs> you missed last week's podcast when we were talking about Wonder Woman being a little rapey in the last movie. Was um, it last week or the week before? Yeah. Wonder, Wonder it was Woman both. I did not yeah. watch that. Um, I heard a lot of bad things about it. So oh, it's not... really good. No, it's good. Look, no, the movie is good. Don't it doesn't like it's not. It's not your classic Marvel like you know lots. Of it's action. a Diana Prince movie, not a yeah. Wonder. There is it's, there is a, a story. story. It's not the Incredible Hulk. Gotcha. This is not it. a superhero movie per se. This is a film about Wonder Woman. That's the difference that Patty it's Jenkins did with this. Gotcha. It is the traditional <laughs> sense of a film. Right where we left her, she's you know in this broken place of you know I finally found a human that I liked, and then he sacrificed himself for me, and how she comes to grips with that. So there's a real story there. You just have to just remember. The, I don't know the if I would say that she there. finally found a human she liked. It was literally the first human she met. He was a good guy. Why are you trampling on the relationship? I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's not like she did any kind of vetting whatsoever. He was oh. literally the first oh, human. Look down she there. Met. She had something with nice. a penis. Oh, she had something nice over there. Let me scap on that. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, you seem phallic. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> we all know how much I love Wonder Woman, but it is based in realism. Okay. Hey, hey, wait a minute. This this guy doesn't have a vagina. What is he? <laughs> You're my new friend. <laughs> so maybe she was a little force more forceful than we originally knew. <laughs> so of course the merc with a mouth is coming. And Feige also talked about him. He asked uh, if Deadpool 3 would be rated R and what part of development it's in. And is uh, Feige says that Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is currently overseeing a script on this film, and there's no chance of it coming this year. But it's in the MCU. We're going to get a different take of Deadpool than we actually have before. So that's uh, the really cool part about that. Give me, give me, give me. I hate, I hate when they start trying to change stuff up. Give us what we know. Well, that's what they're going to do. They're going to give us just like they've been doing with the com with the comics or with the other comic renditions in Marvel Universe. They're going to give us a real Deadpool. I really want this mentally damaged but real funny Deadpool because there's a lot of just they, they weird facts story, that match up with Just Ryan. give us Ryan Reynolds. I was about to say, damn it, is Ryan Reynolds going to do it? Well, Feige even said, <laughs> Feige even said that Reynolds is a force of nature. So th they're just going to, that's why they're showing him the script and say, here, this is what we think. Earth, wind, water. So Frank now, Percy Ryan Reynolds is the only person that has, um, that I seen switch superhero characters and I only see him as the new one. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like he's the only one I could see playing as Deadpool now. Like they can never get another person to play Deadpool. Just like they can never re, you can never come back out with another Iron Man if it doesn't have Robert Downey in it. <sighs> Give me John Diggle as Green Lantern, man. Give me goddamn John Diggle as Green Lantern. That's why I said it. I said yes, it. Please. I dropped the mic, but it's you know got a thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't drop but it. Frank Frank Percy says she Amazoned Steve Rogers. Yes, she did. Snoo Snoo was involved. <laughs> um, so throughout this interview, this guy kept on asking about the length, giggity, of the episodes. To where Feige confirmed that all of these are going to be about six hours worth, give or take, in content. So, you know, when it comes to WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki. Falcon Winter Soldier, we're getting six, like, 45-ish minute episodes. Okay, that's good. That's good. To where we're going to get more and kind of varied length episodes with WandaVision. But we're getting six hours, and it's this is your six-hour story, and we're telling it like TV, episodically. So I like, as much as I love binging stuff, I do like that traditional TV sense of I have to remember, oh, it's you know, Wednesday. It's time for The Expanse. Right. It's you know, Friday. It's time for WandaVision, you know, and having that home experience which it's tapping into a different vein to where you can't get that experience of the theaters, but now you can tap into that, man, this is how I would feel if I was like a five-year-old kid again and I was watching this, man, I'd be so super, I would be just as super excited. You know, it's one of those great things like that. So I'm really excited for everything that's coming up here. Another thing that's coming up, well, Katarina informed me of this story. After I was already done with the stories, there was another story to be popped up, which we, of course, have talked about before as something we might like to happen. But there's a new reported story that is going to be happening, which is Lars Mikkelsen is signed on to play Grand Admiral Thrawn in the Ahsoka Tano spinoff series. How exciting is that? Like mentioned this like three weeks in a row that this is what we wanted. Yeah, and they listened. <laughs> and well, See? this is allegedly still because this is some like we'll off-brand it, news source. We'll call but it the they did break effect. other information before, so their sources are. Here we go. We'll, we'll just call it the tra- the Perjanger effect, man. We said it so often that now it came into being. I would like to say that I said it so often it, it came in because the- other people <laughs> yes, were coming up with other people that they would be okay with seeing it as i'm trying to hop on the bandwagon damn it <laughs> stop and i said when I'm bus- on. what i did see under that article was a lot of people upset not at the casting but that they cast him but they didn't cast the voice of ahsoka to play ahsoka like oh people are God, still over it just like the bocaton pretty upset about that we well, yeah, Boca. Uh, Bo-Katan, they they cast who was doing the voice, but for Ahsoka, they didn't. I'm sorry. I will always I I will always stand by this. I love and have always wanted Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. All respect to the voice actress. I loved her in Clone Wars and everything that she did, but Rosario is Bay. Has she done any like live, like film, television acting, or is she strictly a voice actress? The woman who did Ahsoka. Do we know if she's been in anything else? Maybe that was. I'm not sure you know, some, because like some people are very good voice actors, but put them in front of a camera and, and they don't. Horrible, you know. right? Yeah. Well, exactly. The same thing. Some people Van... are very good singers and they, you know, they're horrible when they become a voice actor. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> but fans were also upset with, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Harley Quinn. And that, that voice actress didn't get uh, right. cast as that back in the day. And now we all love Margot Robbie as fucking Harley Quinn. Just calm right. down people. It can happen. He could be a good guy. Just like uh, in this case, good, I'm really excited that they went with Lars, but I would have accepted his brother Mads. But I, I if this is true, and and I hope it is true, I can't imagine anyone doing better really than the guy awkward. who brought him to life. 
Yes, uh, Rosario and, was great in Sin City. Hold on, what's and, his name? His yes. brother's name is Nads? And Daredevil. Mads. Oh, and it's Mads. not Nads. No, not Nads. No, not Nads. Why was she? I was like, man. There's another isolation. Mother There's really hated him. <laughs> this is Lars and Nads. Well, Filoni and, and Favreau. Franz. <laughs> now, supposedly, Filoni and Favreau have wanted... Uh, they have wanted Mr. Lars, not Bars, and not the guy from Metallica. This is a different. <laughs> this Lars. is a different Lars. <laughs> That's I would, the guy I suggested. I would still suggest that Lars from Metallica, Lars Ulrich, would still be a good Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you'd get a lot of really good, he, wicked man, that, like drum solos out of it. Like Grand Admiral Thrawn, I have this. <laughs> James Headfield's over there, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know. Right. Well, we we need to get to this story because nothing else matters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love what he just did there. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was, you should was, you should take a bow for that one. That yeah, hit the segue button on that one. That was a great segue. <laughs> that was that was. <laughs> it's on. because Matt didn't say it. He's not going to hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you may be able to find this. Story when the Ahsoka Tano series, you know, spinoff comes out, it'll come out on Blu-ray, and you may be able to find it at this very next story, which is, of course, the Gaming DVD Exchange over at Twenty Three East State Street. That's what we call a good segue. But you'll find (laughs) all the latest and greatest (laughs) on the the five dollar wall, as well as the latest and greatest in video games. They have the PS Five just. You gotta go over there, and Mark will. You, as soon as you walk in the door, he'll say Broski, and then he'll also let you know that Kelly and I are twins. And then, of course, his little conspiracy theory that you know Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and you know he, a whole lot of Bro- Broski will be thrown around there, but. He may also mutter a little bit of the... Katarina is banned from my store. <laughs> but she does it with pride. She does it with pride. All right, guys, I got some good news and I got some bad news. What's what's the bad Which news? one do y'all want first? Bad, bad first. News. Okay, the bad news is I got to start my game stream in 10 minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. The good news is... I showed the fuck up to y'all fucking podcast. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> that is the good news. And we appreciate you hopping on here, man. It's just such a pleasant. You're always welcome over here at PJNWH on the Triforce podcast. You want to hop on lug nuts? Hop on lug nuts with us, too, man. We do that yeah, on Sunday. Chris, Chris hit me up and was like, we, he just hit me up and was like, hey, man, we haven't talked in like forever. I was like, yeah, dog, I just realized like we really haven't talked in forever. He was like, you want to be in the podcast? I was like, Thursday. He was like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, man. I'm it really glad we did it. Just like that. Yep. Just like that. I checked so. the last date that we actually messaged Matt. It was 6-20-20. So Yo, it's been June, crazy. Wow. It's been June crazy. 20th. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a while. And then we did our podcast like months ago. Months ago. Yeah. Right. So it has been a grip. Well, and I'm was so before, happy that you got uh, on. Before Thanksgiving. There. Yeah. Yep. Whole lot of craziness happened in between now and then. So I'm saying, man, we... We'll have to do another podcast again, and uh, we'll get the whole gang together. We got to get you know Teddy on and everybody, and just yeah, have I'm a giant podcast. podcast cookout, man. Yeah, yes, a socially distanced, spaced out cookout. 
Nah, as long as there's like eight of us, nine. As long as there's nine and a half of us. Who are you chopping in half? I'm not. I'm bringing a midget with me. Okay, there oh. you go. All right, that's fine. <laughs> All right, midgets are accepted. Yeah, yeah. So as long as it's like, you know, under 10 of us, we're good to go. <laughs> it's not. It's 10. Hey, I'm a half. I'm okay, a half. you're good. I bought my, I, I bought my clothes from a baby gap. I'm 410 and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all you got to do. But I, yo, I appreciate y'all having me on. Always um, welcome, sir. Thank you very much for showing up. Yeah, my whole, my whole clan's up here hitting me up like, bro, where, where are you at? Sorry. <laughs> Go check him out over at the Not So Good Gamer. And, of course, he's with the Weirdo Wolf Pack about to hop on stream himself. We thank him for joining us. Mr. Matthew Kennedy, big and tasty himself on PJWA. Do I do, do I do my thing? Hey, man, it's your boy, Black. Make sure y'all follow me at twitch.tv backslash bigandtasty420. Or you can follow me at aka to bop. That's aka to bop. Stands for the Black Opinionated Podcast. So anybody who's like, did he say the Bob? No, it's the Bob. Like yes. the baby. All right. So make sure y'all come in, man. Check me out. Appreciate her jingles and wall hangers for having me on. I'm your boy, Black, aka Bigger Disney 420. Everybody have a good night, man. I'm signing out. Come t- check me out on Twitch. Absolutely, we will, brother. So Yo, look, they're on my phone right now. Now, now they call it. <laughs> <laughs> He's off. Call now. Call now. Oh, yo, yo. Black people don't never show up for shit on time. Except for the video game. That, uh, why ain't you on Christ. yet? I'm watching you talk on Pajari's wall. Hangers. Right, you said you were going to leave I see minutes you ago. I see, I see you looking at the phone, ignoring my call. <laughs> I'm watching you ignore my call, man. I see you see me see you. What? <laughs> But, yeah, guys, I really appreciate it. I got to hop off off here, man. Y'all have a good rest of your podcast. <laughs> have fun. Right, brother. Thank you uh, again. Yes, sir. Now, that was a hell of an ad segment for Mark and the Game and DVD Exchange. Um, so, oh, is that what we were doing? Yeah, we were. Was. Oh, okay. But right now, we're going to talk about another Lucas, Lucas Films. And, uh, of course, Frank Percy says we love you, too. And he also said he loved that, loves that place. Star Wars, and this story is the video games are now going under a new banner called Lucasfilm Games. So there's actually a trailer uh, that they released with it, and it's not, uh, there's nothing new in it. It's all just, you know, recycled stuff just to pretty much announce that they changed the name uh, to Lucasfilm Games uh, under that umbrella. Disney announced this on the Star Wars website that this will be the catch-all name that is the official identity for all games titles from Lucasfilms. Uh, A name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye toward the future. So they released the sizzle reel, which shows you, like, Old Republic. Uh, so nothing's changed other than the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they changed the name. Well, there's a little bit of a change. Now, they will still be working with outside publishers like EA, but and EA is working on more games for them in the future. So we will, we will probably still see, like, a Fallen Order did they Order change, too. Big Brother? The name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like GM. They changed their logo. Like no one gives a shit. Yeah. Just give I, me the I, just I give me the game. game. Yeah. But EA We're is, changing our name and we gotta tell you about it. This is a big announcement. Yeah. EA said they're gonna be this working on it. What you stuff. doing with your day? Make the game. You know? Now EA had a stranglehold on There's all a Star Wars. Department games. For a reason there, big brother. Remember, this is the final idea in the conference room. <laughs> this is the big idea, and then we'll 
Biden will change the name. Give that guy a raise. That guy bought a new Porsche. Stupid ass. It's, it's like served its purpose. We're talking about it. <laughs> it's like Vic everybody the okay. I bet you there's going to be a copyright claim. Yeah. Oh, there's a copyright claim on all of our podcasts. You know what doesn't have copyright claims? The next story. Lug nuts. Oh. And lug nuts. Yeah. That was a good segue. To talk for us to let you to hop on, let you know to hop on over on Sundays onto this page, and you'll find lug nuts, and we talk about everything, everything luggy and nutty in the automotive news. So, of course, this one's a very luggy and nutty story because Ubisoft is developing an open-world Star Wars game. Now, like I was just saying, EA has had a stranglehold on all things Star Wars, and now with Lucasfilm Games being in their own umbrella, now they're reaching out to other developers to have more you know, uh, games coming out there in the Star Wars universe here. So this announcement comes via reported from Wired, which revealed that Ubisoft Massive, the developer behind titles like The Division 2 and The Crew 2, uh, the game will be make uh, will make use of Ubisoft's Snowdrop engine, the tool used to create titles like Division 2, Mario vs. Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, and South Park, The Fractured Butthole. The studio is still hiring for Star Wars title the, with in, no information on whether it will be single-player or multiplayer focused. This is the first Star Wars game outside of the Lego Star Wars series to be released outside of EA and Disney's agreement, which saw the public getting exclusive releasing games in the Star Wars franchise for an undisclosed number of years. So... They had a good amount of stuff. They also canceled a good amount of stuff, like the Visceral Games title, Project Ragtag, and another EA Vancouver, tentative, uh, uh, which was tentatively titled Orca. So EA has been canceling games left and right in the back catalog and put out a couple. You got Battlefront 2, you got Squadrons, you got Fallen Order, Battlefront, you know, the original. And besides, <laughs> besides Fallen Order, bless you, the, Thank you. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> besides Fallen Order, none we of know those your mic's working. None of those other titles were really big. Squadron. I had to make a choice of camera or mute in camera one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, none of those titles I would say were really breakout hits. Besides the Fallen Order, old man, would you agree? Fallen Order was it, it's still a great game. I'm still going through it. But they uh, put out new content for it, and you know it's still a good game. They have the upgraded next gen patch out now, so you know there's more content in there. They're, they're, it's a great game. I want to see another one. That's why I think EA they're going to be making a lot more Star Wars games in the franchise. That's something that could really work out. I have to say, I'm watching the replay of your sneeze, and it just <laughs> it just shows your name. <laughs> so, with a loud, audible scatter. Because <laughs> we just see it, just says Katarina, and then chew. <laughs> so you know who's the air is very dry over here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're good. So it'll be some time before they have something to reveal more. Bethesda wrote, but we're very excited to share the news today. Brief teaser trailer below gives us a few hints as to what to expect, um, but. There's no word yet on whether the game will be released on uh, first exclusively or on Xbox platforms due to, you know, Microsoft's Bethesda, impending yeah. purchase of Bethesda. So we'll have to see where this goes, but 
Either way, it's coming to PC, so I don't care. I'm sorry. All right, so so like to that. recap both of these stories, I'm glad that Star Wars is going outside of EA. Um, as far as Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones games were always fun. But I think it would have to be something pivotal because we've seen like, you know, the the Nathan Drake Uncharted, you know, you know, series is essentially the new Indiana Jones, but without being indie. So um, it would have to be something pivotal for me to hop on. I mean, Indiana Jones, it's a great title for them, you know, to have that. And I mean, I'm going to avoid they have the the Wolfenstein developers, Machine Games, behind it. Okay. So that's why I'm very hopeful for that. Are we on that? Indiana Jones? <coughs> There's actually a trailer for that as well. Yeah. There we go. Um, but Bethesda announced the Indiana Jones game along with, you know, all the other stuff that's going on under the Lucasfilm umbrella. Um, car insurance. There we go, right there. So sure essentially, you don't want to learn about car insurance. Hit the sound there. Um, essentially, we see his classic journal. We see Bethesda and Machine Games stamped the passport, the you know, and on and on the typewriter there, and we see the classic whip and his Lucasfilm's camera. So, Indiana Jones game, Wolfenstein, uh, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein style, Wolfenstein style. Are you just hoping Wolfenstein and Indiana Jones? What What's your kind of hope here? Um, that, that's a tough one because there was one Indiana Jones game back on the original Xbox. It was okay. Um, Didn't we talk the about one. there was like a failed one? I yeah. want to say we talked. We had like old footage. There was one footage. that they were going to make, but it yeah. didn't quite make the cut. Yeah. I think there's a lot, especially with that whip. That's that it. whip can fuck you up, man. That's a good Yes, weapon. it can. And even That's in the, the High Republic, That's the, dullest the ever. new thing with Star Wars that they're doing, they introduced the light whip from the Legends universe now. So now the light whip is back in canon. So it can go... Thank God. It can go hard, full blade, giggity, or it can go soft like a whip, giggity. At your pleasure, but it's still not as strong as the regular lightsaber, but it's still in whip form. It's really lethal and cool, but they're doing interesting stuff with that to where once again, whips are cool, man. And, you know, he's got the hat. He's got the whip. He's got his journal. He can write in his little diary there. Got chased by Boulder. Scary. You know, interesting little Probably where things. it writes his research. All right, that's probably what he does. So he knows where he's going because he can't carry the library around with him. Oh, wait. They didn't have interwebs back then. No, but I really do like this, especially if they keep it like a timepiece. It's going to be in the the universe of the movies, and that's implying, you know, the new one, the Indiana Jones 5 that they're making. There's more movies coming. There's a game coming. It's just like... Well, from from an IP perspective, you you can carry on the intellectual property through video games because the actor never ages in a video game so you can maintain continuity you know and without recasting them yeah 
So it's good, especially anybody could be the, the person in the voice in the mocap suit, you know. So you could still get all the motion and stuff you need, and just get a person to do, you know, the voice actor to do the, you know, the lips and. You can get Mark Hamill to do Harrison Ford because that would be hilarious in itself. He does <laughs> a good impression of him. But they do Harrison. They do, you know, they do it all for all right, just like that. But it's actually Mark Hamill as as you know. Mark Hamill as Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill as the villain. That would be great. There. Problem solved. Mark Hamill is Mark Hamill. Um, it's a one-man show. That was a good episode. <laughs> yeah. So the next story is a bit of an apology. Cyberpunk 2077 co-founder gave a lengthy apology to the dev of the game. Uh, of course, there was a lot of pushback because I'm not sure if you heard by now. It was a bit of a buggy and uh, crashy launch for that on last-gen consoles. I don't think it was that bad. Eurogamer uh, reported that the apology was made via tweet with the developer stating, first of all, I would like to start off by apologizing for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered, and in consequence, not only uh, not allowing you to make an, a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making the, uh, it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Tweet goes on to explain on how the updates are in the works and all the bug fixes and crashes happening in the game. One round of updates has already been re- released, and the next one is promised within seven days. Two larger patches are planned for er, early 2021, with uh, the first arriving in January. However, CD Projekt Red has also keen to tempered expectations, stating it won't make the game look like it does on a high-end PC on your last-gen console. It will just make it better. It's not like it will be now. It will be better than now, but it's not going to be an RTX 3090. You're not going to get that kind of graphical quality out of your last-gen system. They have to state the obvious. Because we live in America. Why not? Why can't I do that? They're just not doing it right. Okay. They're just not doing it right. It's global government conspiracy. (laughs) It's the alien pig hybrids, and Alex Jones has the scoop. So two things. Um, One, um, it it boils down to the developer having the integrity to apologize and just say, we're sorry. So at that point. Yeah. It's a very big move for them. Nothing else is relevant. They gave out Um, refunds. We're running on time. They gave out refunds. They pushed back any DLC and other plans they had until they got the game right. They're doing everything right, just like they did with Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which is now praised as a game. That had a rocky launch as well. You know, it's just one of those things. This company is doing, they're doing things right. So I still continue to hope that they're going to be, you know, a very big prominent company. And the CEO, it sounds like, he recognizes that it was his fault it had such a shitty launch because the attention wasn't there. And now, hopefully, he'll he'll correct that in the future to where Bethesda keeps doing the same fucking thing wrong every time. Maybe we have some growth. Yeah, but not every developer is going to hit it out of the park uh, on every launch day. Some of them are going to have missteps, and this was clearly one, and they already apologized, and they said they're making it right. So... Good on CD Projekt Red. I'll tell you what. It's a really good game. It is. And I'll tell you what's what's not a misstep. That's this next story. That was a good segue. Um, YouTuber's VR game preserves a closed Disney World ride. Defunct Land. 
Yeah, there's a video. Oh, we have it. Oh, that's Defunct awesome. Land, a YouTube channel dedicated to exploring shuttered theme park attractions, has replicated a classic Walt Disney World attraction oh, in really VR. Unavailable. Oh, Mother you motherfucker. Punk. Us bucket. So. Um, oh, I love this one. I went on this. Yeah. The VR experience is introduced by Kevin Progerer, a creator and showrunner of the Defunct Land channel, and replicates 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea Submarine Voyage, a classic Disney World attraction shuttered in the 1990s. The ride draws key aspects from the Disneyland, uh, from the Disney film of the same name, which was itself inspired by Jules Verne's classic novel. What, 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 the, what the hell is Keep going. This? There you go. What the hell are we doing? Here? They have a land because there's going to be more forgotten rides that you're going to be able to take. I had I had to stand in line in real life to do it. I don't want to do a stand in line virtually. Well, no, there's not going to be a line. You just walk right through. But this way you have the feeling like, oh, I remember standing in line. Do you remember standing in line? You were there. Not for that. <laughs> you were. You were like one. <laughs> okay. Wow. I think my memory's a little hazy from back then. Oh. Um, alongside, uh, along the journey, riders reach the North Pole, the remnants of Atlantis, the race of mermaids, and more. There is no interactivity, including on the ride or it's a, a VR recreation. Uh, so you're just watching it. But that's what you did in the ride anyway. You just watched it but it's twenty thousand leagues under the sea and this opens the door for a lot more disney attractions especially how they open and close stuff throughout theme parks and some interactive experiences are really you know key just like uh the galaxy's edge attraction and all that these are things that i kind of do want preserved in vr so you can experience it was more fun when i was six yeah, just to keep the history logged is is really the. the it's key. really for a six year old. You know, you can experience this on the Oculus Two Quest uh, headset, and this is just the beginning. Yes. The experience in the beginning and the ends uh, of the this show us a full scale virtual park beyond the submarine ride. Although that's the only attraction currently right now. Full size scale park will eventually include all manners of VR recreations. Berger includes a hint uh, about the identity of the next ride to appear in VR, the infamous Superstar Limo, which was called the worst Disney ride ever created. Why would you want to preserve that? Because it's so horrible, you have to remember. No. Why did they still teach World War II? It was atrocitous, and people need to remember the bad parts so you know where to go for the good stuff. That, that's not the same thing. It's just a kind of blanket thing there. Wasn't expecting to catch fish. Mr. Toad's wild ride <laughs> didn't, didn't kill as many people as World War II. Well, you know what, man? It Well, not in VR. I mean, unless it's like Sword Art Online. Um, well, when you, when, you know, when you have, you know, mass genocide on the table. All right. You know. All right. I may have shot too high for the metaphor there. But this next story isn't shooting too high because Arcade 1-Up announces new cabinets for X-Men, Dragon's Lair, Killer Instinct, and more. 
the lineup begins with a picture of the X-Men's arcade cabinet, which brings back so, so, hang on, so many memories. Stop. The hell? There we go. Now you're good. Um, <clears throat> so the X-Men arcade cabinet. Old man, do you remember this X-Men game? You're muted. Um, yes, I do. It was fantastic. I and Gabriella has joined us. Yes, I have dumped quarters into this machine, and it it's features the classic more. side-scrolling 1992 <laughs> brawler from Konami. It's a four-player cabinet. Might not allow you to squeeze all six of your closest friends onto the one screen like some of the double-wide original cabinets, but it also has Wi-Fi capabilities, plus it adds two additional uh, Marvel action titles, Captain America and the Avengers. The Avengers in in uh, Gal- uh, Galactic Storm. The cabinet also features the X-Men-themed riser to bring uh, the mini hardware to the correct height. So, your classic, your favorite classic arcade titles right there in your home, you know? And that's something like Dragon's Lair, 1983 classic, which was just uh, controlling a cartoon, you oh, know? Street Street I remember Fighter. I remember playing that Street Fighter and the Turtles in Time. Yeah. Ninja all Turtles. on the arcade, man. Dumping quarters. Ridley Bowl and and, and right off of uh, what was it? Uh, Hickley Ave. Yeah. Really? And of course, Rares, uh Killer oh. Instinct. You know, and uh, what was the one that was in the Granite Run Mall? Aladdin's Castle. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I loved going to the mall. So, yeah, that's that's when malls were fun. Oh, oh yeah, place to be in the arcade. Great. Now it's yeah, it's all virtual. Because Aladdin's castle then became Suncoast Video. Yeah. So the full games list in the cabinet uh, for Killer Instinct also include Killer Instinct Two, Battletoads arcade version, dub, and Battletoads Double Dragon. This package will also feature the Wi-Fi play for as well as the riser matching the height. And uh, Atari's classic Pong, they have uh, one for that. Millipede, Tempest, uh, Asteroids, Deluxe, Space Tool, Street Fighter Two, which also comes with, uh, let's see, the Legacy Cabinet comes with Street Fighter Two World uh, Warrior, Street Fighter Two Champion Edition, Turbo, and Super Street Fighter Two. The new challengers, Street Fighter 2, Turbo, Darkstalkers, Strider, Combo, Final Fight, Ghost and Goblins, and more. So Marvel versus Capcom 2. That's one I would love to have on an arcade. Yes, that uh, Mortal Kombat 3, like Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, because that was the one where like you had the you know the button combinations that so was like the intro to combinations in Mortal Kombat. I would love to ha- if I'm just picking out. A, a dream arcade console. I would want Time Crisis. Yeah, Time Crisis. Gun, that's a unique one because you don't get those anymore. Oh my god, it was so to great make, to make the light gun work. Like if a PS2 light gun work yeah. with a new TV, you have to have a special attachment, which it's it's a bitch to set up anyway. That sounds like personal anguish when you just said that there. Um, that's Irish. Just. A- Bitch, they said. These kids wanted to use it, and I said, fine. And three hours later, they played it, and they were happy. At least someone was. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> at, least, so, at least it's worth it to some uh, Reliving your childhood, which is something we try to do here every week. Pac-Man, of course, where it started at all with a slice. You know of what? Pizza. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull one out of my hat and I'm gonna say the journey band video game. That one what? was a unique one. I can't say you I remember. Look it up, that. Google it. If people who have played it will know the game was okay. Um but uh, that one, I remember um, there was this. What about the Aerosmith game, man? That one was bad. That ass. one was good. I like that one. They the also gun? had an Aerosmith pinball machine. Oh, yeah. That was great. That's I a whole that market, one. man. But I would have, uh, like, track and field with the buttons and the jump. That was good. Yeah. Uh, man, what are the. There was a Popeye video, like, arcade cabinet. That one was good. There was also what was it? Uh, the roller rink over in Aston. They had a kick-ass arcade. A CNN Skate Palace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is CNN Skate Palace. Um, <laughs> that's how they got around that. Um, but we want to go over to the end segment here, where we get a little chatty. Kelly Collins, our Iron Kelly, he posed this question to: If you could turn any game character, etc. Into live action, what would it be? Now he said he had a good character. Yeah, I don't know which one would you want as live action, like Big Brother, Conquer's Bad for a Day, (laughs) Elder. Now this Elder Scrolls wise, we had that rumor of an Elder Scrolls game, and you were going over the lore and the mythos, and you you were really mulling on this. Now, what character from Elder Scrolls? Because usually you usually need a little nudging. I'm, you know, corralling you in there because I know you'd want to see a live action Elder Scrolls. What character from that universe? Fuck it up. What character specifically would you want them to do around? Like, is there a specific part in the lore, the mythos? Where the lore is, it's it's so extensive. It's kind of like which of the Greek gods is your favorite? Well, well, Zeus. Well, the Greek gods are a hard one to compare it to because they're so. Well, there's a lot of them too. Different. But. No, Zeus in this universe, yeah, Zeus was Zeus killed, awesome. oh. exploded into a billion pieces, and then all these other people. Poseidon. Sure, why not? He would be the number two, but no, I'd go Hermes. Um, but as far as game, there's a cream for that, there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now I took I took this as games or just like fictional characters. To where if we have Katarina, I mean, I know she could think of a different couple of fictional characters that she would want to go to live action, more like Tom Cruise's Wonder Woman, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, personally, me, though, if I'm going to live action game character, it would probably, I'm going to go with, uh, I want a good Ezio Assassin's Creed series, TV series in live action. Give me Ezio. Because he was very deep. You could even do the old man Ezio from Revelations and have flashbacks into his life and really cover the whole character. Or just go through the big character building. Yeah, well, I mean, the movie wasn't terrible. Because it's such a long... Execution of the movie. It's such a large game and you get so invested in the characters. Well, that's why I say TV series because then you could really invest. Like, you get season one to hook them in and then after that, all of a sudden, you're at season ten and you're like, damn, this is a great show. Thank you, everybody. You wouldn't mind if they witch your timeline that because every timeline is different. Yeah. 
Exactly. Well, that also with the like Witcher timeline thing, I see they could do that with Elder Scrolls to where they could really uh, just tell different tales in the time lore of Elder Scrolls to where you're not, it's like Game of Thrones. You're not sure who the main character is, but you know all these Yeah, everybody's got a part things. to play. Yeah. And that's kind of like how I felt like with the Green Lantern. If I'm fic- picking a fictional character, I'd go Green Lantern because I was just, I told you and Connor when you stopped by earlier that I went through and I'm starting to watch the Green Lantern on the HBO Max, the animated uh, yep. like CGI series. And it's good to where I see if they take the good parts of that and they put that into the Green Lantern Corps live action show that they're doing, I think that that could be really show off the space cop show right and it could be something that you didn't know you wanted, like a a, a Green Lantern that is a planet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know you wanted that. <clears throat> and now you do. Um, live action for me would be Link from Zelda. He's right here. Oh, you meant, yeah, yeah. The game character, he's a lot more interesting than mine. Mine just sleeps all day and barks at the neighbors. But do it in a way where, like, as the... Um, as the villains kind of evolve, they do it in like a multiple timeline. So like all these timelines have to merge and you can arc it over five seasons. Yeah. I think Ocarina of Time link would be interesting, but I think that that would be a little bit too close to the vest for me to where you, I think I'd be afraid of them fucking. Well, you can use elements of Ocarina of Time. You can use elements of link to the past. You can even do use uh, use the video game. Majora's mask. Majora's Mask was a great game. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people didn't understand like the the kind of like the mechanisms behind it, but it was a great game. Oh yeah. Now you can just YouTube it. And that could go along with like you were saying like that different timeline theory of like you could bring that into Majora's Mask to where you have that rewinding of time for every 3 days and how he's trying to gain these masks every 3 or episodes. or make or or change the 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 mechanics of the mask whereas when you wear these five masks, you go to that timeline and defeat the villain of that timeline. Yeah. There you go. So it would be Groundhog's Day mixed with Legends of Zelda. Essentially. But more entertaining. Mixed with time travel. So would it be... Jumping timeline. Would it be Link Day or Zelda Day? I think we've created an all-new show. This is something different now. We're gonna, uh, we should stop talking about this, and we're going to think about us. We're going to get a script going. Yeah. No, that, that's great. The Legend of Zelda meets Groundhog's Day. Go. No, that's great. I, I mean, we're going to pitch it to Netflix. I think we got a show. Um, I think that's the ultimate we, we winner. Have right to get, we have to get permission from Nintendo first, you know, because mm-hmm. that, there's that thing. We'll just call him Lonk. We'll get a lawyer instead, and we'll it's, just make it off. It's the mook arena of time, you know? Hey, you're such a mook. The ma- the mouthpiece looks like a, stu- you know, it looks like a little M. What's this? It's my mook arena. <laughs> I can rewind time. And now it links Ita- Lunk's Italian. It's, it's got all sorts of powers. Yeah, my name's Lunk. I'm the hero the of whatever. Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> I'm the hero of none of your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all of a sudden, Link turned into Joey Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think we could cast him. I think we got a shot. He lives in Jersey. He's real close. 
I think we he's can... available too. Yeah, we got. The... Well, no, he's got knees. He's getting over knee surgery, but still, you know, it'll be a while before any kind of running. Well, so he fits the part. He doesn't have to be that tall to be Link. That's the that's the winner, uh, I think. Overall, um, do we still have Katarina? No, she had to go okay. to take care of her. Yeah. So ultimately, I think you win. Um, that's 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 the ultimate pull from this podcast of having Groundhog's Day link with Joey Diaz. <laughs> it's the Ocarina of Time, cocksucker. What do you mean? <laughs> so we end off this podcast the same goddamn way, thanking you. We thank Frank Percy, William Pace, Amanda Miller, uh, Pamela Ed, uh, Eldred, Barbara Williams, Cynthia Brunel, and, of course, the the great and awesome and powerful Matthew Kennedy for joining the podcast. Thank you all for liking and commenting, sharing, and subscribing. I got a, a shout-out to give um, my, my friend Amber um, – her cancer came back, so we're trying to, you know, put out the awareness. Looks like anybody can help out. That'd be great. Yeah, man, definitely want to uh, put more attention over to there. Sorry to hear that. And on that bombshell, uh, this is always a long drawn out goodbye. I, of course, am Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man, and we have Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother, our ever producer and omnipotent presence. We have our ever fan, Frank Percy. We love you guys. And, of course, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man. We had Katarina Thermoscara. We had Matthew Kennedy. We're going to have more people next week. As always, Wall Jangers, game on, boys and girls. It's super crazy outside time. Oh, no, we're going to end it. We're going to end it. You're appreciating Dragon Ball Evolution. I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but there's some way to take care of yourself. Um, it's by watching a better movie. Lord of the Rings is long. <clears throat> it's, yeah. it's just a long story. If um, you skip the poems, it's much shorter. Yeah. But <laughs> that'd have been good to know eight years ago. <laughs> got a cream and a pill for my oozing confidence. It's okay. It's not sticky, really. It's just a little slimy. You can't even smell it. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. You're very, very green to me right now. It was a very cheap webcam. I see that. It's one of those you have to plug it, uh, unplug it, plug it back in, I guess. It says USB webcam. That's the name of it. So Uh, it serves a purpose. You can, even though I'm green, you can still see my mouth moving. Kind of. You know where I am and talking in relation to that. You know, it'd be hilarious, though, if you were using this camera as the green screen chroma key. Oh, my God. We wouldn't even be there, man. We'd be fucking invisible. You would just see, like, silhouettes of your black sweatshirt. I think there's a person there talking. I'm not sure. Like, all I see is this story and, like, some ripples. Today it's done by Matt's go. <laughs> you notice that there's no staircase behind me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed your new setup. You were t- saying that you moved it around so uh, less traffic. Yes. It sounded great. Comparatively. I'm- Comparatively to everything else. Yeah, it sounded great. A lot better than you normally you normally do. You yeah. normally sound like crap. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded great. You didn't sound like you're on death's door. It was amazing. <laughs> well, I don't have uh, I don't have like the aquarium behind me and I don't yeah. have like, you know, 
you know, I'm not in view and the TV's in the other room. So like, you don't have people judging your, the state of your aquarium. Like, Oh my God, do you see how much algae he has? You don't have yeah. someone jumping a lot in the background. Yeah. Inches away yeah. <laughs> every four seconds. Dad, you got to beat this for me. <laughs> you got to beat this for me. Yep. You got to beat this. No, he still manages to come over here on the opposite side of the room, but it's been less frequent. Wait a minute. You say he, he can walk? Yes, he can walk. Wow. Across the room. Next, you're, you're going <coughs> to tell me he has agency. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? But right, it was go. always good fun. And, Katerina, you'll like that Chris and Connor, Connor rode his bike over, and... Ooh. He, he first thing he goes to me is Matt. Me and Dad raced over here, and I won. It's <laughs> <laughs> like really, you don't say, buddy. Mm. So we are about to enter into the pre-chat here. King T'Challa waiting mm-hmm. in the room for uh, to enter. What? What's up, brother? Hey, no way, Matthew Kennedy. Yes, sir. Oh, the man I never, I never even suspected. He said, oh, no, I got, I got somebody special. When he says, I'm going to have someone special on, it it could really be anything. It can. Yeah. And we have the the ultimate wall janging, uh, ultimate wall janging guest to this week. Matthew Kennedy of the Bop and the Bop Not So Good Gamer. He is my Jesus. We've been friends since high school. We've been friends yeah. since I <laughs> fell asleep in front of him in Mr. Perone's English class, and he and Adam Holmes were trying to throw like little pieces of paper into my mouth when I was sleeping because I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew then we would be instant friends. It was love at first sight. Yeah, <laughs> love, love at first toss. <laughs> and Switch. you, you sold me on this whole setup that I have here now, man. Because just one podcast with you, and now it's like I'm. I feel like I'm a. I'm a believer now. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Bro, I try to tell you. It's one of those things where you tell people, but they don't really like get it until they actually like are in front of it and get a chance to actually use it. Oh, I Look know. at that. It's so magical. <laughs> I love this thing. I use it all the time. I've always wanted a soundboard. I mean, from when I was a very little child, I have wanted a soundboard, and now I have one right in front of me. Unfortunately, because, that's true. Because now Yo, I don't soundboards have to, are the greatest. Now I don't have to say the word broski. I think I think it started with when he saw Batman for the first time. Yeah, mm. with the pow and the bat. He's like, I have to have that. Every gotta have one of them. That must wanted, follow me for the rest of my life. I wanted it in a belt, but now I have <laughs> I have Connor, Chris's son, at the ready as well as I'm getting don't worry, I'm gonna be expanding that. I just need the time to add it on and everything because editing takes a while and it's a bitch. But don't include any of the ones that Chris has said to include of me, please. <laughs> Thanks. No, we just we just replay them back and isolate audios for <laughs> for for the back end segments. Yeah, giggity, 
But I am ready to start this candle whenever everybody else is. Do we know if Kelly's joining? Um, he may, he may or may not. Uh, I sent him. To take care of. I sent him the link to his direct. I am Facebook that I was talking to him. With. Wow, okay. that's your your vibe. Someone's song. pacemaker go off. That's the old. Yeah, man. that's me. That's oh, me. Okay. I'm checking out. Is that a pacemaker or? That's uh, what. What is what is the parameters on y'all podcast like because of my podcast i say whatever i want we yeah. say whatever we want oh, okay yeah, we're looking cool. for a small child Go to say boy. beware foul language because yeah. i think it could be funny oh yeah this is if gonna a be a small child says it this is gonna be an epic podcast because usually i'm the per the only person saying wild shit really and they're just looking at me like wow he said that no we look at we look at him like somebody farted <laughs> every day yeah yeah, that's about right. That's about right. But if you want to... <laughs> oh, God, it's ending. It's done. I'm spent. So was... you like your surprise there, brother? I did, man. That was really great that you got mad on because I wouldn't have thought about it because, well, we, like you said, we haven't talked to him in a while, but also it's just like, you know, I know he's real busy with streaming and all that, but you put the line out there, and I'm really glad we had him on. It was a great. I'm gonna love editing this. This was an awesome podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>